Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I uh, went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Oh, why, hello there, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade. And each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. I'm in a different room. Can you tell? I moved. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound really... Wait, you moved houses? No, just across the hall. Oh. Uh, you hire a moving van and a bunch of Mexicans? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, I had to get bubble wrap. and <laughs> You rented a U-Haul and like you loaded the van. Then you drove around the city and parked right in front again. I did a change of address form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new guy complains about the guy that lived there before. He's all like, ugh, I don't know who lived here before. There's all this underwear hidden in the closet. What's up, Joe? Did you find anything? Like, you're like, oh, there's those, there are those shoes I was looking for. Did you, was there any discovery when you moved? No, I'm, I'm a pretty clean person. So, like, there, there was, like, um, I have, like, a small cluttered, like, pile that I has, like, papers in it that I haven't gone through, but I will before I, like, settle it into its new home. But I'm... I'm not, like, obsessive over, like, clean things, but I do, like, put everything into pile, and it looks like I have order. And if I don't know where something is, if anywhere, it might be in that, like, pile of stuff that I don't know what it is or something like that. But I don't really lose stuff. I'm not like that. Now, uh, you and I saw each other a week ago. We did. Um, Almost to the day right it is the day actually it was a week ago today so i went up to disneyland in orange county and la um we talked about it a little bit on the last show but uh i went there and i met up with you and danny um from our old job yeah father just passed away did you see (gasps) yeah you know what's so funny we'll get into this we'll get into this this is so not funny like haha funny but like coincidental queer so to speak um, that that comes up. Oh my gosh! No, I was that on Facebook today or something. Yeah, he well yesterday he posted something like photos, and then today he the photo it was cryptic. The photos just said like "Thank you, Dad" or something, and then today it said like "Services for my dad will be held at whatever." So oh my gosh, that's so sad. Let me tell you something. This reminds me of I have um, another gay cousin, Mark, who I've mentioned on the show a couple of times, and he's just like the perfect gay and his perfect you know long-term partner boyfriend uh-huh. you know um and they all they're, they're a little older than i am and so they always post photos and i was just telling my cousin richard i have a gay cousin richard who's a week younger than i am that i was telling him that i can never tell if it's when he posts a photo of somebody whether it's their birthday or their funeral because <laughs> i've seen somewhere it's just like you're like <laughs> Thinking of you, Bobby. Thinking of you. And I'm like, oh, that guy died. And Bobby will be like, thanks. I'm having fun in Antigua. 
for my birthday. And then there's another one that says, like, Larry, a tribute. And I can't tell if it's his birthday or if it's funeral. Huh. Um, so I hung out with you and Danny uh, in Orange County, um, which, by the way, we went to this this um, gay bar in Orange County. Like, I think probably the only gay bar in Orange County. I think today. there's still one in South Laguna, but you're right. It's one of the it's one of the few remaining gay bars in Orange County. Boom Boom Room is gone. That's gone. Been gone for a while. Yeah, gone. But anyway, we're we're sitting at this bar, right? And in the corner of the bar, there's this older gentleman. Who's, like, looking at us? Uh, we were waiting for Joe to arrive. He's, like, looking at us. He didn't give us a cruisy vibe at all, but he was there. And then Joe arrives. I'm actually – I wouldn't be surprised if you don't remember this guy sitting in the corner. Do you? I did check him out. Not, like, check him out, check him out, but I'm like, oh. Like, I, che- I, I I clocked his existence. He was, like, not just a wallflower. He was, like, literally leaning against the wall, right? He was literally a flower. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you this, Mike. That wasn't an old man. That was a, a, a vase full of petunias. So anyway, we're sitting there, and of course on Grinder, and a message pops up, and it's the dude from the corner, but he wasn't in the corner anymore. And he said something like, nice smile, it's even nicer in person. And I like look up, and he's gone. And I look around, and he's gone. Do you think that that ever works? It kind of reminds me of what you were going to do with the fruit guy, though. Like... Almost like Craigslist misconnection. Well, w- like, but I wouldn't have contacted the fruit guy. You wouldn't have messaged him. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Why? No. For those of you who aren't don't know what Mike's talking about. Sorry. A couple with a last show. Um, we I told a story about how I sort of had a missed connection. Good, good term, Mike, with a fruit guy in East LA. But then I he, checked out to see if he was on Grinder, and he wasn't. Yeah, he's he was selling fruit at a thing at like a stand. Yeah. He wasn't a fruit. Well, which is a term some people we use. don't know. But anyway, back to Grinder. So Mario and I—he was are... standing though. So I guess technically it was a fruit stand. Sometimes I think to myself, "Why is Joe single?" And then you remind me. Uh huh. Go ahead. We'll, so, we'll, we'll learn more about that later. Mario and I are like on Grinder all weekend, and it was strange to be in the same room with somebody and openly talking about the grinding that we were doing. Cause like, but for, for the record, by the way, I didn't meet up with anyone, but in like, I, f- I feel like grinding is a very like personal thing. It's almost like shitting. Like you just never do it like with somebody else. Right. And so just like seeing his habits and I don't know, it was weird, but we, um, me and Mario compared notes a little bit and s- there were some guys that like hit us both up. Which makes sense because we're both like two nerdy white guys. So if nerdy white guys is your thing and you're seeing this, you know, two nerdy white guys, you would just message them both. I I get that. But we also noticed that some men had like these long messages like, for example, like, hey there, you're cute. What's going on today? Question mark, question mark. And then they sent that exact same message to both of us, like with the exact same punctuation and everything. So they were just like lazy and like copy and pasting into messages to everybody. It was kind of weird just to be in the same room with somebody and see all of this come in. Uh, but my grinder was on fire, Joey. People smelled fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were staying so close to Disneyland that like uh, we got a bunch of like Disney gays too up on our our grinder. Oh, and one of my co my old coworkers that still works at the park when I worked at Disneyland. He was. I saw him on Grinder and we chatted a little bit. It was weird. 
Now, let me ask you this question. Um, how was the how was now, now, first? I want to say something about Tin Lizzy. You know what's so funny? Like you've been so mean to me today, but in real life, you're so nice. Why was I mean to you? Where, when was I mean to you? I have, a, I have a secret thing that I can't talk about when you were mean to me, but you were mean to me. Anyway. Today? Yeah. Well, like less than a minute ago. So anyway, uh, but we'll talk about that later. But let, but you're so nice in person. Well, here's the thing I was thinking about this is, one, you're a lot nicer to me in person. And then I also realized you're also a lot bitchier in person. Like in a, in, but like in a fun way, do you know what I'm saying? And so I was thinking like, that's why we're friends. Like, I think, and I think you would agree with this. I'm nicer than the persona that is on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I think you're bitchier than the persona on this podcast. So we kind of meet in the middle. Sure. Would you agree with that? Yeah, sure. And but I don't mean it like mean bitch. I just mean like gay bitch, like sassier. funny. Yeah, sassier. Sure. Okay. I'll give you that. Anyway, so we were at uh, this Tin Lizzy. had a good time, and then I hung out with Danny a little bit afterwards. But he was he was sort of he casually mentioned that his father wasn't doing too well. Oh no! So uh, that's why I'm not I'm not super shocked that, that his sucks. father passed away. But it didn't seem like his father was in imminent danger. Hmm. So well, you should contact him and give him a what's up. What's up in L.A.? What's going on with you? Okay. Um. All right. So get this. Right before I saw you, the Tin Lizzie, that day, I was actually kind of in a bad mood because friend of the show, an avid listener, Adam Vaught, was also in town. He had to go to a wedding. So uh, I work all day on Fridays, you know? And so I love how that's my badge of honor. Mike, on Fridays, I work a full day. (laughs) By the way, it's it's nine to two with a two-hour break in the middle. Yeah, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> so I have like this hour and a half break in the middle. Okay. So I was talking to Anavon on my way uh, into work. And he's, I said, I tell him, I go, I have a 90 minute break if you're around. He goes, yeah, I'm around. Uh, I got to pick up my girlfriend. But uh, after that, we're just going to go to lunch at Bear Flag. And so, uh, uh, yeah, we could totally uh, hang out in that 90 minutes. And I was like, great. I get off at 1140. Um, let's connect. Keep me posted on your whereabouts. He's like, okay, I'll keep you posted on my whereabouts. Does he talk like that? Now he does. Okay. So anyway, um, I go to work. 1140 rolls around. No word from Adam Vaught. I go, you know what? Okay. Whatevs, right? Because Adam Vaught flew into Orange County from like a three-week trip. That he went to like Peru and some other godforsaken country. Okay. And Chile or something, right? Mm-hmm. So he hadn't seen his girlfriend in three weeks. Wink, wink. Not my story to tell. So, um, <laughs> so I go, I go. Okay, I'll let them. You know, talk about Peru and Chile, if you will, mm-hmm. for a little bit. Nowhere from out of it's noon. I have, I have to leave at one o'clock for Laguna Beach. Nowhere from out of at noon. Nowhere from twelve fifteen. Finally, like at twelve fifteen, I'm like. What's going on? 15 minutes after that, he texts me, I'll meet you at True Food in 1245. And I was like, all right. So I head over to True Foods. I get to 1245. By the way, there was the hottest German guy there waiting for the table. It was packed. So hot. Anyway, I'm standing, I'm standing at this True Foods. 1245, 1250. 
It's one o'clock. I have to leave. Adam Vaught texts me. Walking up. I go, I have to go. So I'm literally leaving True Foods. He's walking up with his girlfriend, whom I've never met. She seems nice. Her name's Natalie. I'm, he's all, oh, Joe. And I go, uh, hey, he's like, this is Natalie. I go, nice to meet you, Natalie. Bye. And just keep walking. Ugh. I have to go to work. I have to go to work. Ni- 90 minutes? 90 why did minutes? You, why did you go to True Foods, though? What was the point of that? Well, I said, you know, I'll hang out for 15 minutes, you know, meet Natalie, chit-chat for a little bit on my way to Laguna Beach. Yeah. But but 15 minutes late? And then he's mad at me? Why did you leave? You were in a shitty mood, too, because we went to Laguna Beach for dinner. And I was like, hey, we're going to Laguna for dinner if you want to meet up. And you were like, I just drove from Laguna. There's no way I'm going to go back to Laguna. You were like, it was an angry text back. And I was like, all I did was invite you to dinner. No, you read it that way. The traffic was so bad. It took me over 90 minutes to get home. 90 minutes? To get home? To get home? All the way to my house, <laughs> I listened to nine episodes of uh, what some would call lies. <laughs> you could probably fit in 10 into that. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are short. Available at what some would call lies.com. Please do an episode where you just do the beginning and the end, and that's it. <laughs> That's the whole episode. <laughs> okay. Um, Joey, so as you know, after all of that nonsense... Wait, hold on. You have no thoughts on the Anavat thing? Yeah, I gave my thoughts already. Oh, all right. Go ahead. As you know, we were going to go to a, a taping of the Chelsea Lately talk show. On oh, Monday yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before driving back to San Francisco. So we got there super early. We were the seventh and eighth people in line. And at this point, Mario and I have spent all weekend together. This is the longest I've ever spent with him. Um, And we're sick of each other. Joey, sick of each other. Sick. Would he admit this? He's sick of you. Well, I think he would admit it because he could tell that I was sick of him. (laughs) So he would say, yes, we were sick of each other. Yeah, you're pretty easy to read. Yeah, well, there were points where I was like, he just said stuff and I would like walk away. Or instead of getting mad, I would just like not say anything and i think that it was very easy to pick up but anyway the instructions on our uh chelsea lately tickets say that we have to leave our cell phones in our car they were very clear so we followed the instructions and we left the cell phones in our car and we get into the line and everyone has their cell phone everyone and some lady even asked the the like page she was like yeah you could check them in up there no big deal so mario and i are who are sick of one another are forced to sit and talk to each other for, like, two hours. Um, Luckily, this, like, interesting gay couple came in and sat next to us. And I, like, turned into Joe Batanz talking to a hot fruit vendor. I was, like, suddenly fascinated by the hot guy's job as, like, a spreadsheet maker. Wait, hold on. He was a hot guy. He was hot, right? He was was attractive, yeah. But if anything else, he was just, like, not Mario. Good for the, like, yeah, he was yeah. good. Yeah, good for the moment. Yeah. So I was suddenly fascinated by his like boring job at a boring company working on spreadsheets. And I'm like, so is that like a Monday through Friday job? And like just stupid questions. Do you have to be good at math uh, if Excel formulas do all the work or whatever, right? And uh, so they started separating the group into two lines. One line was like priority, and then our, t- our tickets were standby. So. 
the priority line started getting longer and longer and longer and people are getting pissed. This was probably better than any Chelsea lately taping watching like these people get so angry. The woman in front of us started like aggressively asking questions to the stupid page who has no control at all and like no power in this situation at all but she was like demanding that she gets in and she was like we wouldn't have waited here for two hours if we thought we wouldn't get in meanwhile our tickets say that you might not get in right yeah and they started letting the priority people in they have 200 seats by the way and everyone in our line was kind of like counting keeping track of like where they were at and they slowly let in people 40 at a time so they let in the first 40 and then everyone's sitting there for 15 minutes and then they let in another 40 and we're sitting there. And as they're doing this, more and more priority people keep showing up and the lady in front of us is losing it, losing it. She's from New Jersey, by the way. She was like freaking out. Every time a new person came out, she came up. She was like, just like so upset. It was better than any Chase, Chelsea lately taping could ever possibly be. So at the end of all of this, not even all the priority got in. More than 200 priority people showed up. So we oh. just had to leave. We just sat there for two hours and we got up and we left. You, um, didn't, see, you didn't see Chelsea lately? Nope. We went to In-N-Out Burger and then hit the road. And that was it. Oh, my God. And during our In-N-Out Burger, Mario and I didn't say a word to each other. No. <laughs> oh, my God. How was the drive up? It was fine. I mean, he just has this weird thing where, like, my, the way I can explain is he asks for advice and then like doesn't even consider it if that makes sense. So he's like, yes, I should know. I should I get off at this exit or the next one? I was like, the next one looks better. And then he like veers to the right to get off. Even yeah, though, like I said, the exact opposite. I know like, people like that too. Doesn't yeah. even consider it. And like, so I finally would just get to the point where I wouldn't say anything or like he'll ask me to find an, something on his phone. Like uh, he has Google Maps open. He's like, can you tell me when to turn? And I do. And then I was like, let me shut down the app. It drains your battery. And he, like, grabs it. And he's like, I know it drains the battery. And then he puts it in the console. And it's like, I'm like, whatever. Like, just weird, like, weird stuff like that. Well, you um, know, I, you know, I forgot, I should have mentioned this earlier. But you and I went to lunch. You and uh, Mario and I oh, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was so funny. So I don't know if we should talk about what Mario does for a living. But he works in hospitality. Hospitality. We'll say that. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know how I tell this story without this. I just love that he was like, you know, part of his job is to give his clients whatever they want. Yeah. And then he, but, but I love that the deal breaker was if they wanted a chocolate fountain. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, we won't do a chocolate fountain at all. And I was like, wait, they can get like a tent floating on a lake, you know? He thought, yes, but they can't get it. No. Well, we'll I mean, we'll be happy to give them numbers of people who do chocolate fountains. But he's talking about these uh, like these outrageous things that he's done. But chocolate fountain was a deal breaker. It was funny too because he was like, uh, the way it was described, it was like people come to them all the time for chocolate fountains. That was, <laughs> that's, was like, that's a big thing. <laughs> By the don't way, don't do it. Don't do uh, it. Line in the sand. Another tidbit of information was your housekeeper didn't show up the first night or the first day you guys just stood. Oh in the yeah, hotel. yeah, yeah, yeah. D- d- did that get resolved? Yeah, that was a, a mini fight too. So he was getting he was angry, which I I get it. You pay for a hotel, you expect them to clean it. That's that there there's no argument there. But we after we did lunch with you, it was like three o'clock, right? That um, sounds about right. Yeah, 
we're headed back to the hotel and he was like if it's not clean yet i'm gonna go in there and like whatever and i was like well the housekeepers leave at five so like if you go in there at three like maybe they're still gonna do it and he was like no nah. like he was ready to like get really upset so i tr- he well he asked me if we get back and it's not done, what should I do? And so I was like, well, I would wait a little bit. Like, make sure it's like, not done. And just then he- wait and I'll go check and you run and clean the room really fast. <laughs> You're like making the bed. You leave little mints on a pillow because you, you just hate confrontation so much. He was like ready to get really upset about it. And I was like, well, they haven't even. It's our second day. Like, the housekeeping's not done with the whole hotel yet. Like, chill out. And so he was like ready to get really upset but then luckily we got to the room and it was clean so there wasn't any embarrassment to be had but oh, okay what else is going on with you okay i'm gonna try and squeeze two mini that stories that weren't aren't really worth a story i'm gonna oh. sque- I'm squeeze them in the, but they're like all worth- of your stories <laughs> right someone has a christmas ornament with him on it and someone doesn't so um okay quick update to uh last episode i had coffee with the boring guy oh yeah 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 who i've decided to call brad kyle and um i met well don't worry about that name because this is the last time it'll be mentioned we went to coffee and first of all do we need to talk about how he was um 15 minutes late okay i will say he was dressed for work which is hot because you know he i guess he's a paramedic when you said that, I was thinking like in a suit and tie or shirt and tie or something. No, no, he was. Oh, he had, he had yeah. to go to work afterwards, so he was dressed as a paramedic. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? That the hottest thing about the paramedic is not the, the shirt. It's like the, the dark navy blue pants with like the big black shoes. Yeah, the shoes are gross to me. But like, if I saw somebody in those shoes that wasn't wearing the paramedic clothes, I'd be like, oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I agree with you. But the the pant like everything fits well too. Like, you never see a paramedic with, like, baggy pants on. They're always, like, no. a good fit with, like, a flat front. I'm a fan. Yeah. So, okay. So, I don't, who knows what he told his friends about me. But he looks like his pictures. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's not – there's no uh, chicanery going on here. But they're very, very, very good pictures of him. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Like, I would say – because I remember in the pictures, he said he's 27 or 20. He's going to be 28 soon. And I was like, wow, he looks really young in these pictures. But in real life, he even looks older than 28. He looks like 32. Whoa, really? Yeah. His hair is thinning a little bit, which you can't tell. Yeah. And the uh, the crow's feet and the uh, and the laugh lines are a little... They're, they don't, they're not visible in the pictures, but they're visible in real life. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's so judgmental. No, no. I'm just saying... The, the pictures were really good. No, it made me less. Actually, it was good because it made me less um, self-conscious. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, he still looks good. I mean, I mean, he looks like him, you know. But he was just, again, the one thing you couldn't change, though, was how boring he is. It's just yeah. it's dumb. Like, I was just like, ugh. So we had a, an okay time at coffee. Nothing really interesting to report. Nothing super crazy that was said. But... We talked a little bit afterwards, and we would chit-chat, and like, hey, how's it going? But then it just sort of faded. Does that make sense? I don't even know yeah. who messaged anyone last. And yeah. there were there were never plans made to meet up again. I get so it. So that's, sort of, that's the end of Brad Kyle. It sort of fizzled out. Now, on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I went to a reading 
my friend Chris wrote a book, and he did a reading at the Mission Viejo Library, which is in mm-hmm. Orange County. I saw that. Yeah, so I decided to go pop on over. Um, there were basically two kinds of people there, because, you know, he wrote a young adult book. It's called The Young World. It's available now in bookstores. You can't get it on Amazon, because it, it's part of that book group that's been having the war with Amazon. But you can get it anywhere else. And um, actually, little tidbit of information, the audiobook, um, the main character, the lead, so is a boy and a girl who read the audiobook, is my ward, Jose. Oh, really? Yeah, Jose oh, cool. is the boy in the audiobook. Very anyway, cool. um, so uh, he, he goes to this reading, and it's two kinds of people. Uh, teens who love cool. to read. Cool. And crazy people. <laughs> cool. And, yeah, and they have the reading in the city hall. So that so he does the reading, whatever, Q&A. And, the, of course, the crazy people ask all the – like the little teens would be like, excuse me? So how do you become a film director? You know? And so then he'd answer that question. And then the crazy person would be like, um, yeah, so uh, like some crazy ass weird specific question about like their personal life. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm currently working on the third act of my screenplay. Uh, and he was just he, – I will say he's really good at answering the questions and not making the person seem crazy. Because if someone were to – Ask me that kind of question. I would I would give an honest answer, but I'd be like, uh, and like look around the room, like and who's... see a therapist. Yeah. Um, okay, write your screenplay and then just dump it right in the trash because no one's gonna read that, right? Aww. I'd say something really awful. Were there any so people? Afterwards... Were there any people? Because he has a um, like a cult um, following for some reasons. Were there any of those people there? Cult following for some like, reasons. What are you like talking? Oh, 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 Twilight, Twilight people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they if they were there, they didn't make themselves known. Oh, good. Um, no, they were all they were all um wannabe in pictures kind of uh, crazy people. So there was a line for a book signing, and I was just sitting down, waiting for the for him to be done, right? And he said hi to me right when it was ending. So he tipped off that I was his friend. Yeah. So the crazies were all standing behind and talking to me. And this one woman was like, oh, so you're his friend? And I'm like, yeah. So where are you guys going to dinner afterwards? Ah, and I, weird. And I go, yeah. And I go, I don't know that we're going to dinner, which is honestly, I didn't know if we were going to dinner or not. He goes, she goes, oh, so where would you go if you were going to go to dinner? Like, just she just wanted a restaurant. We... She just wanted restaurant suggestions. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. She, cause she, I, could, I, I know the city. I could tell you where to go. I could totally tell you where to go. I could tell you where to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I really don't know if we're going to go to dinner, to be honest with you. And she goes, uh, okay. And then I saw that she had a script in her hands. No. So she walks up to him and she's like, hey, and she gets her books and she goes, and then she starts telling him some rambly story about how this script is um, the story of her family history and that she wrote it and that he'll recognize one of the characters as her. That's her. And but he's so again he's so he should have just been like I can't take this but he took the script which I already told him you know I want to read that crazy town yeah. script right <laughs> there's then, like ricin on it or something what's I the know. powder the oh anthrax anthrax or something then we're about to leave and this older man walks up to Chris like a big older man and he goes and he's one of these people who's a close talker like he gets like right in Chris's Ugh, face yeah and he goes. 
I can't, I mean, I can't believe I, this is happening, but uh, you're standing right in front of me because this is so weird. Um, Universal Pictures just called me today and they want to sign a deal with me to make uh, a movie about my life. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, I'll kind of talk to them, meet with them, see if we come to terms. But um, I was thinking you should direct the movie. And it's so weird that you're here because I and just starts talking to him. And I'm like, I will say Chris is so amazing at handling these people. He's so good at it. I, I don't know what I would do. I would be so much more awkward. You would think I would be a good friend and like go like, oh, we got to go, Chris. Let's go. No, I just sit there and like stare. It's like I'm eating popcorn and just watch. I love it. I love the awkward situations and everything. So uh, that was that book reading. Fun. Thank you. Sounds good. Uh, what else is happening with you? Oh, you told two stories, right? Yeah. Oh, so what's going on in the Bay Area? What's, uh, what's, what's the news? What's the tea? Well, the Archdiocese of San Francisco issued a statement this week, Joey, using like strange and cryptic language about a priest named John, John Weidson. And the statement said that Waitson will no longer, this is a quote, he will no longer be allowed to undertake any ministry due to concerns in the community. So it turns out that this Waitson guy is a twice accused child molester who was kicked out of the Archdiocese in LA in 2003. Um, There are two credible allegations of abuse in LA. So he was suspended and then he got transferred to San Francisco. And I just, I want to know your opinions because I know you were raised in a Catholic house and like, I understand the repent and give forgiveness and all of that, but, like, we know molesting children isn't the same as, like, other mistakes. Like, it's something that's really difficult to, like, hurdle over. And so, I don't know, many people that molest children have a desire to keep molesting children and allowing them, knowing that they have done that and continuing to allow them to work with children, I think is not okay. Like, forgiveness, yes, but, like, you don't then put them with children. You know, and like, why does the Catholic Church get a free pass on this? What's your opinion? Wait, wait, they get a free pass? Yeah, Joey. Anywhere in the country, if one out of a hundred men that work at your business, Chuck E. Cheese, for example, if mm-hmm. one out of a hundred men at your Chuck E. Cheese molests children, don't you think Chuck E. Cheese would fucking go out of business and we would well, never let children go to Chuck E. Cheese ever again? Well, Chuck E. Cheese doesn't have the money that the Catholic Church has. Too, and the Catholic Church has paid a lot of money. So you're uh, explaining to, why they're getting a pass on this. So no, you do, they don't get a pass. I mean, they're, they're they're being hurt, but it's not. I mean, it's really, really hurting them. This is a big problem in the Catholic Church. Well, but, it's not um, hurting enough if it keeps happening. Um, um, I, I I don't know the answer. I mean, like, first of all, I I don't I don't get why they would still. First of all, they should have just turned them in. I the one thing I will say is. Not to defend them. I don't know when this guy's thing happened, but... 2003. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them. I I, I don't know why they just didn't turn them in. I don't like, know. What do you mean turn them in? Like, like, turn them over to the police. I know that there was... The reason I said depends on when it happened. I sort of feel like in the past, but I'm talking like 30 or 40 years ago, before these allegations were coming to light. Let's see, like I think I think they started. This shit started to happen like in the mid '90s. I want to say. Sure. Um, I think that there was sort of this uh, thinking in the church that in the hierarchy of the church that um, you know you just 
sweep it under the rug because then you don't want to get the police involved and whatnot because it would make that would that that itself would make the church look bad. They were trying to protect the church, right? Mm. But then once it started to come into light, and I know they were making more. Then it when all the shit went down. Now it's like if you look at a child differently, they're like, "All right, you're under arrest. Go away." You know? Yeah. So they um, get fired from the church normally, like a priest gets a. Like, it depends on when they were doing it. In the old days, in the old, old, like the 60s and 70s, they would just send the priest away to some uh, camp for a while and then send him to another church. I have no idea why they would continue to put him around children. In fact, there was this really interesting series in the L.A. Times. I don't know if they still do it. I just stopped following it. Where I guess the L.A. diocese had to release all these um, documents relating to the, the sex abuse scandals. Yeah. And so the LA Times would highlight one every week. And there was a fascinating one, fascinating, fascinating one about there was this awesome priest, if you will, who like in the 80s, some like um, uh, Latino boys, some like illegal Latino boys, these underage Latino boys went to him and said that this a certain priest was molesting him. And this guy was writing letter after letter to the archbishop saying, you need to do something about this. This guy is still at large. If you do not do something about this, I will go to the media, right? Yeah. And so you see all these people were trying to do things, but for some reason the hierarchy was afraid of it. Now they've gotten their shit in order, and I, I feel like Benedict – not Benedict, sorry – that Pope Francis is sort of really trying to make amends with this, and they're trying to really, really like um, do things. It's just you have like sort of like this – really literal old boys network at the time that was keeping it under the rug or sweeping it under the rug. You know, what's a weird story. I'll tell you a weird story. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast, but when I was in junior high in Brea, California, you know, in the Catholic church, especially at that time, like the priest was like, Oh my God, it was like a celebrity, you know? Mm -hmm. And there was this priest and he was like the cool young priest that all the kids loved him. Uh, Father Gordon, you know, and uh, all the kids like young. He's probably in his late 20s, early 30s. And um, actually, my good looking. I'll give him that, right? Okay. Yeah. And, but he would like, he would like show up in class and just pull out these two boys every like so often, every few days, just pull them out and they'd be gone for hours. And the teacher wouldn't say anything. They're like, oh, okay, you need uh, that person and that person. I'm not going to say their names. Um, sure. Yeah. And of course they were gone for hours. And of course they were the two cutest boys in the class, you know? And then, so then of course he got transferred. Of course it was out of state. Of course he got, um, years later it was announced in the parish that he was arrested and convicted of child molestation. So, I mean, I don't know these guys, but I have to think there was some hanky panky going on with these boys. Don't you think? Yeah, I guess. I mean... You don't know for sure, but... I don't, but I... It could have... Like, it might have been an impure thing, but maybe not an illegal thing. Like, maybe he was just hanging out with them, and he was thinking about doing that thing. But the first time he molested children, he got caught, perhaps. Perhaps. All right. I mean, I guess. I mean, I can only guess, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If I were one of those boys, though, I would probably... if If everything they did was legal i would think back and probably know that it wasn't innocent right after conviction and all of that that happened yeah but what's up in la okay mike so they're making a movie version of uh, i guess the life the biopic of nwa the rap group 
And the name of the movie is Straight Outta Compton. All right. So they're casting a bunch of extras for this movie. Uh, uh-huh. People in Hollywood are so stupid. They made the most offensive casting notice. People are losing their fucking minds. Where basically, um, it was this company called the Sandy Alessi Casting Company. And they had a call list for what they were looking for. And they had it as A, B, C, and D girls. Right? Now, the A girls, they were like, they're super fucking hot. And they didn't say fucking, but they're like super hot. And they're like, they're, they're like the, going to be most prominently featured. And they would go down the list. And as they went down the list, the people would get darker and darker. So, like, B girls were, like, pretty hot, but they were light-skinned. And then you got down to D girls, and they were poor African Americans with medium to dark skin tone, right? Okay. And people were like, "What the fuck is this all about?" Right? So of course there was like a huge um, uproar about this. Uh, Universal Pictures is making the film distance itself and the filmmakers from this. And uh, the actual the person from Sandy Alessi casting, the casting director, had to write an apology letter. So Mike Lawson. Um, my question to you, do you do this same ranking system when you're casting your boyfriend? <laughs> I think it's weird because yeah, I'm not defending the way that they did it. And I think that it's kind of, uh, it's not like accidental racism or like institutionally, like something that just happened. Like when somebody wrote this, they knew it, like, it's very explicit, like, they're very explicitly saying A girls are this and D girls are that, right? But all of that being said, I feel there's something weird. Like when you're casting, like I can say I only want, I like it's it's a weird area where I think that like I don't know that it's necessarily racism if you're saying I want somebody that looks this way for this specific thing. I, I think where it gets really gross and really tricky is that. They were when you have you read the different casting notices? It seems to, it seems to imply that the hotter chicks are light skinned, and the uglier girls are darker skinned. Right. And I think that's where it gets. I think if they would have said like, "Oh, these are the different types of girls we're looking for," but then it's like the hottest chicks, and they're light skinned, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, these get, poor ghetto girls, they're dark skinned." I get that, but you are also making a movie, and the the job of this casting agency is to find a specific person that represents a specific look that they are, that they want. I don't, I don't know. I I think that it's deeper than just like this casting thing being racist, but like that, I don't know. They're looking for a spectrum of people and like, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know if I would call it racist right off the back. That's all I'm saying. People were really upset. People sure. were really upset. Well, also because there is even in the in the African American community, there is a an, an internal uh, yeah, controversy right. with that the lighter skin African Americans uh, are get better treatment than the darker skin right. ones. Sure, and I think that when you couple that with like a person with uh, light skin who's skinny and hot, and then a person with dark skin who's fat and poor, then that's kind of where the 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 trouble comes from but i agree what else is going on in the bay area mike lawson so joey there's a this is a sad story this 26 year old man up here named james pie died uh last monday uh-huh. after after being buried alive by a sand tunnel <gasps> that he was building at francis beach in half moon bay oh i saw that story 
So sad. So according to the San Jose Mercury News, he spent the afternoon with his families or with his family and his friends at a uh, beachside campground. They were all digging these like large holes. He was trying to connect them through tunnels, whatever. And he was standing in one of the 10 foot uh, deep holes, almost twice his height, and the sand collapsed around him. And a bunch of people rushed to help him. And within five minutes, they freed his head, but he was unconscious. And eventually, uh, the the rescue crew showed up and they pronounced him dead. So that I is like my face- biggest fear of dying. That is my biggest way of. I don't want to like suffocate or drown or any. That's my biggest fear. I think the way he went isn't that bad because it probably wasn't that much that frantic. I would. I don't want to like burn. I don't want to like feel it hurt. Drowning, you're right. Like, you're frantic and, like, that would be bad. I want it to be quick. But he was unconscious when they found him. He's dead now. And he's cute. Did you see that? Uh, I yeah, Facebook I saw link. when it went. Yeah, I saw it. He's very he's cute. cute. Mike, the same thing recently. There was a boy. I never did this story. It just didn't fit in. But there was a boy in here in Southern California who was, like, dancing on a bus or something like that. And it hit an overpass and it, like, decapitated him. Okay. Super cute, super cute, and I was like, "Ugh, it's so much, so much more painful when the cute ones die." You said that you would. This is like a f- way you fear to die. I can never see you at the beach. Do you ever go to the beach? You know what's funny, Mike Lawson? No. And yeah. what's funny is Hila- that's hilarious. No, right. here's what's funny. I would say half the years I've lived on this planet, I've lived within walking distance of the beach. And you never go. Like when I when I when I'm staying at the Chris and Mercedes house in Malibu, it's literally on the beach, and people will be because you literally, Mike, you walk down the stairs, an outdoor sort of set of stairs. It's on the sand about mm, ten yards from the water, yeah. And so people will come over and they're like, "Oh, you must be on the beach all the time." And I'm like, "I've probably been down there ten times in my life." Yeah, I never go down there. I could- I, I knew – I know that your personality doesn't like the beach. Well, he, here's tell. what happened. It's, it's not that – I actually like being by the ocean. I love it. I love being not touching the sand or the water but by it, right, yeah. and watching the waves. Sure. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, my, my mom had this fear that if we went to the beach that the waves would sweep me away. Okay. So they used to take us to the grossest fucking lake in called Lake Paris – Oh, I know Lake Paris so well. And the water's like has oil in it from all the like boats. Yeah, it's oil it's and like gross floating diapers. Yeah, floating diapers and there's no waves, right? And it, and there's no shade. <laughs> it's just like a beating sun in the desert with a man-made lake. It's I hated yeah. it growing up. I never wanted to go. It was disgusting. And they w- We went to Lake Paris all yeah, the time. And my parents would tell me that was the beach because they didn't want me to that they wanted me to think that was the beach, right? It was horrible. It was horrible. We had to park far away and walk and I yeah. carry things. And it's oh, so busy, too. super it dizzy, gets so and dusty and hot. Oh, disgusting! I fucking if if you want to know if I ever sin against God, He will put me in Lake Paris for eternity. Okay? okay, I fucking hate that place. And so in my mind, even now I now I'm smarter about it. And I again half the years I've lived on this planet, I've lived within a very short walking distance of the ocean yeah so for like 40 years if it's half of them <laughs> yes oh, that, i should have rounded down a little bit but. um i still 
still do not literally go to the beach. I get it, yeah. I hate the beach. Uh, but the guy's cute. If you guys look him up, James Pye, P-Y-E. Um, he has a memorial page on Facebook, and it's kind of nice. Cute. Um, okay, Mike. Yeah. St- I, I wanted to end with this story because I felt this is a perfect story to end on. So in um, the private gated community of Talega in San Clemente, California, which is in Orange County, mm-hmm. um, somebody left eleven on 11 different homes that had 10-year-old girls living there. They all had 10-year-old girls living there. 11 different homes, porcelain old-timey dolls on the front door <laughs> that sort yeah. of resembled the little girls that lived there. And these people were losing their fucking minds. Did you hear about this story? Uh, yeah, I saw some of the... They, po- first of all, before we get any deeper, porcelain dolls are creepy as fuck. Almost always. Yes. So I, I get why... I mean, it's weird, right? It's super weird. I mean, even seeing the picture... There is, yeah. But even okay, seeing good. the picture of the of the dolls, like you were creeped out. Like imagine yeah. if you showed up at home like, yo, huh, a nice little night at the White Horse and you're walking up to your front doorstep and then there's a little porcelain doll of you and That looks like you, you and Mario. Yeah, that'd be And weird. then they start choking each other. What if the dolls came to life and they started choking each other? That's creepy. So, so how did they? They figured it how out. How did they find out that like everybody had a doll and they all had ten year olds? That's what's weird too. <laughs> yeah. They reported. Well, they were trying to find the connection. What it turned out was a lot of them went to the same church, and so the solution is because it was all over the news. The person who left the dolls came forward, and it was an elderly woman who decided to. And she went to the same church these little girls went to. Is it weird? As soon as you said elderly woman, like my shoulders relaxed. And I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. <laughs> like I was thinking it was like, I don't know, someone who looked like Phil Morse, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was like, I don't know, doing something creepy. Yeah. Um, so an elderly woman, she wanted to get rid of her. She was done with her porcelain dog collection. So she thought it'd be nice to give it to these girls, you know, and she left them on the doorstep for them. Um, and that's what it was. And so case closed. The mystery's been solved. But there was a few days there where people were like really like. Why were they all 10 years old though? I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Maybe there's just a lot of girls the same age in that And why did they all come to life at the same time? <laughs> well, why? And why did she have like all of their addresses? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. There's something weird about this. This is yeah, weird. Yeah. And why did their all their eyes glow red in the middle of the night? And why did yeah. one of them say like talking Tina doesn't like you? By the way, did you, did you guys land up going on? Uh, they went to Disneyland and California Adventure. Did you land up going on the Tower of Terror ride? Yeah, we did. We went. Um, I guess after we saw you that day, Sunday, whatever. It was fine. He was he. Uh, Mario was a little bit nervous about it, but he yeah, did. I was trying to make it scarier than it was. Yeah. When I was telling you guys about it, I was like, oh, and then it goes really high. And then I was like, I could see in his face that he was like, I, I could do it. I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, we were fine. Great. So we what do you fine. have going on next week? Well, I'm moving. So I'm like finishing up all of that. So I, um, my roommate with all the allergies moved out and his room is not necessarily bigger, but it's like shaped differently. And then... The view is better. My old room has one window. This one has three. So it's just like 
just a better place, better view of the backyard, whatever. So I moved all my stuff over, but this room has smaller closet space, so I have to get a bunch of furniture. So I've already ordered it, but I have to, like, I don't know. All my shit's in, like, piles right now, and that's awful. Oh. And um, so I actually have, like, a really regular weekend for the first time since, like, May. I have absolutely nothing planned. Um, and you know what? My friend Jennifer, who I love, she texts me. She's the one that keeps trying to get me to go to Tahoe. And she texts me this week, and she's like, what do you got going on this weekend? And I was like, absolutely nothing. And she's like, perfect. Then let's go to Tahoe. And I was like, uh, you're not I, gonna go I that said I, I have nothing going on, and I'm, like, really glad about that. I'm happy I have nothing. So um, I told her I would like to hang out and have drinks, but I, I can't give her the whole weekend. I'm just, like, excited to sit and do nothing. Yeah. So, that's kind of that's kind of my thing. I'm going to maybe go to the local gay bar. I'm going into the city tonight to um, meet up with uh, some folks for dinner, and that's it. Hmm, sounds cool. Um, I don't have anything super special going on. Wait, I'm supposed to hang out with my friend John Paul. Uh, oh, cool. I might see him on Sunday. My cousin Richard, I have a gay cousin who's a week younger than me and gay, is coming over in about an hour, and we're going to hang out. We're going to be primos. And uh, then um, I don't know. I don't really have anything planned for next week specifically. So I should also we should also tell everyone that on Wednesday night oh, we are right. doing a live show. So if you want to listen to us live, we do a really quick mini episode, and then after that we stick around for the rest of the hour uh, for after dark, and that is at seven p.m. Pacific, um, nine p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And you can listen live on pride48.com or you can get the pride48 app and listen to us. Yeah, it's uh, the name of the app is um what's the, what Oh, so what you do is you download an iPhone app called TuneIn Radio. You make an account on there, it's super easy, and then you just look up Pride48 and you can listen to any of the shows streaming through that app and it's really good. And so yeah, you can stream our show on your phone, TuneIn Radio app, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Wait. Yeah. I said 7 p.m. earlier, but it's 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's going to be a good show, like Mike said. I'm looking forward. I always, I always like our live shows. Cool. I will uh, say at 5.55 should... p.m., I'm always like, ugh, God. But then by 6, I'm happy. <laughs> cool. So everyone join us there. Anything else you want to talk about, Joey? Nope. Okay. Bye. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um,